If you say with great power comes great responsibility, I swear I'll throw up on you. Hello and welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Welcome back, everybody, What's to episode eight. Episode eight, Jeffrey. I can know. you imagine that we've done this for eight episodes already? Uh, it's, it's been three months. Three I checked months. out the, the first date of the first <laughs> recording. Yeah, it's been That's three so months. Does it feel like three months, whatever that means? No, I don't even remember what happened in April. <laughs> So, yeah. Jeffrey was just saying how it felt like forever since we last recorded. Yeah. But it's like we're on and off every other week. Yeah. Like um, we have the same schedule, but like it yeah. feels like it gets longer yeah. in between every time. Yeah, right? It's kind of funny. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, happy eighth episode. Happy eighth episode. And <laughs> oh, oh, speaking yes. of. Okay. So, I, I mean, eight episodes in or eight episodes in. I wanted to say to you, and I blacked it on the notes so okay. that you didn't see I it. Okay, I saw a couple of those, yes. <laughs> my my uh, redacted notes. And so, for you, my friend, we have new listeners globally. Where? Are you ready? Where? Hello to listeners in Brazil, Germany, and, you're not going to believe this one, Israel. Whoa. Yeah. So, Whoa. and I looked up the thank yous this time. So, obrigado, vielen dank, and tuda to those listeners in wow. Brazil, Germany, and Israel. I don't know who you are. Thank you. I don't know how you found us, but thank you. That, <laughs> That's the coolest thing ever. That is. That's really cool. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> and those are the only, those are the ones that we can see. So, you know, like I, you know, like apologies if, if there are other um, listeners across the globe that we haven't yet mentioned in previous episodes, but these are the, the territories that we can actually see. So there might be more, but we're just not aware of them. So if you're out there and you haven't heard us shout you out yet, please tell us because that would be awesome to know. But that said, if you haven't yet, Please, please, please remember to subscribe and rate wherever you are listening and however you can. That helps us gain visibility, kind of pushes us up on like the listening tier. If you're searching for Marvel or podcasts or anything of that nature, mm -hmm. it would really help us out. So if you got a second, just do it. And also we have a Facebook and we only have six, like six people have liked it over there. Oh, really? Yeah. A little more would be nice. Oh, yeah. We need it. We need all <laughs> we the need engagement little, we can get. A little visibility. Don't hurt nobody. So if you're a Facebook person, please just look us up um, and give us a thumbs up. So. Let's do it. Let's do it. We have a new Patreon. So thank you for thank you for um, backing the show. Our newest Patreon patron is Feisty Fan. Thank Ooh. you, Feisty Fan. Thank um, you, thank you. I know her name. I just, I'm not sure if she wants me to say it. So All thank right. you again. Um, she is this episode's patron. Um, and I, I guess we're going to get right into it. I'm excited about this one because <laughs> I absolutely have yeah. no, like, extensive knowledge. And so this one's another, you know, if you're not aware, this was a listener's choice uh, character study. And so we did the old... Uh, you know, shuffle paper in the bowl thing. And we chose, um, well, actually, Jeffrey drew 
Reed Richards, who is Mr. Fantastic of Fantastic Four fame, Clint Barton, who will simply not give up, um, T'Challa, otherwise known as Black Panther, and Jessica Jones. And of the four, our girl Jessica, she came out swinging. <laughs> and so in that order um, was the, the line of succession as far as voters, um, you know, voting for the characters came. And she, she kind of took it. I thought T'Challa was going to come up and just really like I thought so too yeah and so he, yeah. he got a, a, you know nearly 20 votes and Jessica actually got 25 so and this is across the board this is on you know Patreon on Instagram as well as Twitter so thank you to everybody who voted thank you so much yeah and so yeah um, as always we're not experts we're not pretending to be so you know what we're just a couple of fans nerding out we hope you enjoy the show and uh, as we mentioned this episode Jessica Jones Let's do it. <laughs> um, and so this isn't a particularly interesting character because the, the previous episodes that we have done, the characters have always come from Golden Age, Silver Age. They're from the 60s. They're from 70s. A little later, maybe. Mm -hmm. Jessica, do you even want to guess what, what, what year she came yeah. in? I want to say... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to go... Oh, my God. Come on, Jeff. Okay. I'm just going to throw, uh, I'm going to go like mid 2000s. I mean, that's not far off. Okay. Okay. So created by Brian Michael Bendis. Let me say that again. Okay. Created by Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Gatos. Um, Jessica Jones's first appearance happened in Alias Number 1, which was essentially her solo title at the time, 2001. Oh, wow. So she is very new to, like, the Marvel, Marvel Universe scene. in general, yeah, yeah. in general. And so um, with Jess in particular, she came with this somewhat new uh, branch of comic books for Marvel. And okay. so previously and in general, a lot of titles, you know, titles were historically under the Comics Code of Authority. Uh -huh. And you'll see that, you see that, like if you look at an old comic book, it's on the top left corner, it always says this, the, the code. And so yeah. that was like their rating system. Okay. And so it's kind of like how video games have them at the bottom left or right, whatever it is, and T for teen and you know. <laughs> Got it, <laughs> oh, okay, it okay, okay. Things. And so in, in this particular era of comic books, Marvel was like, you know what? We're gonna break up with that whole method. We're gonna create our own rating system. And so they, they broke free from the comics code. Then they created a couple of side branches of um, titles. Uh -huh. One was called uh, Epics Comics, which was, you know, like, you know, like mature. Uh -huh. And then they created Max Marvel, which is where Alias came in and was published under. Yep. And these were specifically explicit, uncensored comic books for mature readers. Okay. And so not to say that Makes they were like, sense. yeah, not to say that they were full fledged nudity and all that stuff. It wasn't gratuitous. It was just something for fans that could read beyond golly gee willikers and yep. the like. And so it's kind of fitting for those of you who are familiar with Jessica Jones, that she would fit under this umbrella. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so she came in, you know, alias number one, Debut. She started as a solo outfit, which is pretty cool to introduce her. And um, that said, I'm going to start you with a pop quiz. Okay, here we go. <laughs> but this is an easy one, sort of. It's just kind of like to, to kind of flesh out a little more about Jess in particular. But, Let's do it. So in, in the industry and, and as far as creators go in general, Brian Michael Bendis is huge. 
huge in Marvel, okay. huge in comics in general. Um, but he is also um, the creator of many iconic characters. And so your pop quiz, Brian Michael Bendis is the co-creator of which popular spider Sona? So which okay. of these spider people did Brian Michael Bendis co-create? All right. Your options are Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Penny Parker, Spider from Spider-Verse with okay. a robot, or Anya Corazon, Corazon, Spider-Girl. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> My limited knowledge <laughs> goes, goes to Miles. Miles. So, actually, that's correct. Oh! <laughs> so Brian Michael Bendis is actually the co-creator of not only Jessica Jones, but the Miles Morales that we know on screen, on screen in, video, in video, games, video games. That's his boy. That's like oh, man. that's the big one for him. That's good. And so it's it just shows like how how much talent can go into such a variety like what a of range. characters. Yeah, yeah what a absolute range. range. Um, so shout out to to BMB because he's incredible. Wow. Um, so do you remember your first exposure to to Jessica Jones? I mean, I think like a lot of people who who, who are listening, probably the Netflix, um, the, the Netflix show yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, and I think I remember. Was that right? Was Jessica Jones the second Netflix Marvel series after Daredevil? Mm -hmm. So it came right after Daredevil, yep. right? Yep. And I think it's. Be, I think it was also because like Daredevil first season was so great. Yeah. That when they announced another one, mm -hmm. another Netflix Marvel series, and it was Jessica Jones. I think it, it drew. I think Daredevil, the the rave reviews from Daredevil, it attracted enough viewers to be like, "What's this Jessica Jones yeah. one about?" Because yeah. Daredevil was so good. Let's see how this one is. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it's funny that you kind of stepped right there, like J Jessica Drew. You know, and, and having mentioned her a couple of times at this point, this early in the podcast, Jessica Jones was actually. The, the backstory for her was created and intended for Jessica Drew, who oh, is another favorite yes. of, of Brian Michael Bendis's. But I think it was the, the superiors at Marvel were like, this, this story is a little dark for that character. And so he was okay. like, I'm going to make another one. And so he made Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and so they have some, some similarities. I mean, they're very basic, like the black hair and you know the strength and all that stuff. But I think people don't realize that that's oh. that, this was all intended for Jessica Drew, but um, that's another story for another. I day. know. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know that. But yeah, it's it's interesting that you mentioned the the Daredevil thing because uh, you know I remember I can't remember the order in which they announced like whether or not they straight up said we've casted these people beyond Daredevil. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that too. Right, but I knew that the second that Jessica Jones was announced, I was like, oh. Oh, and it was kind of like what we're experiencing now with with uh, Contessa and John Walker and yeah. Yelena. Like, very like, dark oh, wait, kind wait, of character. No, but also like, wait, are they forming a team? Oh, okay, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and so with with Jessica Jones in particular, it was kind of like, oh wait, are they gonna are they gonna cast Luke Cage? Are they gonna cast Iron Fist? Oh, the, okay. And for me, I was like, oh snap, they're gonna do Defenders, but I never thought that they would get to the point where the show actually happened. And it did, which is oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right? It's yeah. kind of one of those things. And, you know, I don't remember if we, we actually said this on the show before, but it was kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, the kind of kind of 
uh, rollout where you're like, why are they doing Guardians of the Galaxy? But then it comes out and you're like, oh, oh this is great. This is I'm awesome. glad they did. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember the order of announcement, but I remember just being super excited because my familiarity with the character wasn't. It wasn't what it is now. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Like I know it. I probably know too much about Jessica Jones now. Um, I practically dress like her every day. <laughs> God. Um, but uh, my my first um, exposure to her was actually when I worked in a comic book shop. Oh. I worked in a comic book shop that I grew up going to. And so like when I was eight or nine, my dad used to take me to this the shop um, back in our hometown. And... Um, I would go in with the this 101 Dalmatians wallet nice. <laughs> with all my coins nice. and like my like dollar bills that I would buy trading cards with, which are the trading cards that we actually use. Yeah. Um, and the store remained open well until I was a teenager. Uh-huh. And so one day I was like, I don't know, I need a job. And they knew me well enough by that point. I'd been going there for nearly 10 years. They're like, you want a job? I was like, cool. So <laughs> I was... I that's was a girl ins- working at a comic book that's shop. Insane. Yeah, and so I think I worked there when I was like 18, maybe maybe 18. And so I remember and I still have it one of the first issues uh with Jessica Jones that I ever bought was actually her wedding issue to Luke Cage. Oh. Yeah, and so I have that in my collection still to this day. Um but that was kind of my first exposure to her. I didn't really know anything about about her uh-huh. other than that she was kind of an Avenger and kind of not. Uh, yeah. And she was like, okay, she's strong and she's pretty badass. And that was it. That was it for me. So um, we've come a long way from those days. Let me tell That's you that. That's crazy. And so let's start it out. So first things first, her name is Jessica Campbell. That was her birth name. Uh-huh. And so right off the bat, we're going to hit some crazy stark contrasts because... Um, in the MCU, from the start, she's Jessica Jones. Yep. And sh- and so, let's go down. Let's go down the comics here. So, Midtown High. Imagine Midtown High. Just imagine it. Peter okay. Parker is running okay. around. Okay, yeah. One of his classmates... Was... Jessica Campbell. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, immediately, like, I don't know if you can imagine Tom Holland and Kristen Ritter... <laughs> That's, I mean, wow. <laughs> Being in the same class at any point in time, but um, right off the bat, age difference is completely different there. Yeah. But in the comic books, you know, um, she actually crushed really hard on Peter Parker. Like okay. Peter, like of, like nerdy Peter Parker too. And so this is before MJ. This is before Gwen Stacy. He didn't meet them until college. Oh, okay. So Let's this just is get all that. okay. This is all before. And so tiny, tiny Peter Parker, who does not have his powers yet. Jessica Campbell is actually crushing on him. She follows him around school. She's like really oh, into him, but nice. doesn't talk to him ever. <laughs> okay. It's like a typical high school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a super crush. duper crush. Yeah. And so, um, so, so when at last, you know, the, the school takes that trip to the New York's um, hall of science. Yes. Where the inevitable, like fate, the spider, spider bite, bite yeah. happens. That's the, that's the exact moment where she's about to talk to him. For the first time and be like, hey, Peter. And he gets bitten. He runs off. She runs after him. But then just, you know, she she backs off. She's like, okay, I'm going to let him do his thing. 
um, she actually in, she has her own issue where she almost gets hit by a car, and um, she saved. And it's like a, it's one of those like acme, you know, like chemical. Yeah. She doesn't get hit, and nothing happens. But she she's like, okay, whatever. I'm going home. And it's interesting that that day seems to be a catalyst for so many characters in the in the Marvel universe uh-huh. because again, like we've mentioned in the Spider Man episode, Cindy Moon was also one of the people who got bitten. Yes. Yeah, and so you think about this tiny little spider not only bit Peter Parker, bit Cindy Moon, but also indirectly kind of set the course for Jessica Jones's Mm -hmm. journey, if you will. And so I'm not sure what the time frame is, but later on, you know, know, a week or two later, Jess, um, she and her family go to a trip to Disney World of all places, of um, courtesy of Tony Stark. Yeah, the look that Jeffrey's giving me right now. This is so because it's, it's so crazy to hear these crossovers in the comics. It's nuts, right? And then you put like the faces that you know yeah. in the MCU, and you're like, Yeah, why would that ever happen? Right, and because <laughs> like again, because again, you know, in the Netflix show, for instance, they just throw you right into it. She okay. She had car crash. Family died. died. She has powers, and then now she's a PI that drinks too much. Yeah, but yeah. you know that's, that's how I know her. As <laughs> yeah. Just an yeah. alcoholic PI, PI. Who's just solving mysteries yeah. and everything. And so you know, we go back to the comic book chess. You know, so they go to this trip to Disney World. Tony Stark is actually Jess's father's boss in the comic books, and so Dave Campbell. That's his name. Dave Campbell. He gets this trip from his boss. They go off, they go do the thing, they come back. On the drive back, yeah. they actually, that, this is where the faded car crash happens, and they actually collided with a military convoy. And of course, the, the convoy was carrying chemicals, and um, you know, while the family died, Jess survived, and that's where her powers seem to have manifested from. So okay. if you know anything about Daredevil and how his powers come to be and it's a little bit of that too you know like there's a bit of radioactivity and chemicals involved yeah and his you know his senses were just you know imbued with crazy sensitivity um with jess you know she just manifested this entire suite of powers and so in the books the family dies she goes to an orphanage and it's called the moore house for wayward children like that's a mouthful for you (laughs) (laughs) and so um Later on, she's adopted by Alyssa Jones and her husband, no name, and then she adopts a surname, and so then she becomes Jessica Jones. And so when you when you look at the Netflix show, you know she's the, the interesting thing about this is that the mother and the father are are both named in the show. Uh huh. The mother is named Alyssa Jones. Okay. So the birth mom in Netflix is the adopted mom in the comics. Interesting. Yeah, so okay. it's, they really kind of, I feel like they compressed everything that they had about her and they fit it into this little Netflix box of like, okay, we're going to, as Yelena would say, they just went right in there and then they chopped, chopped it all, all up. up. They, they, they saw <laughs> names. They're like, okay, how yeah. can we make this name like, fit, right. fit her story right. on, 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 TV, on television? Exactly. And so Jones is her birth name from the get-go. And, in, in, and instead, in the, in the Netflix uh, series... Um, they give a name to, to the chemicals, the chemical company that they, they collided with in, in, in Netflix verse MCU, um, they call it, it's the IGH, um, 
company, which is the, industrial uh, garments and handling. Yes. There's no There's n- meaning to it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I found or remember. I just they they just call it IGH. It's it's supposed to be really foreboding and scary yeah. and ominous, but it is what it is. And so they they kept her for about two weeks and. With the comics, it's more like chemical based. In Netflix, it's like she had genetic altering therapy. And so I kind of, I, this was before my time, but I kind of associate that to like the bionic woman in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. She always, like, when I familiarized with her, she reminded me of the bionic woman. And I know nothing about the bionic woman, but that, that was kind of like the vibe I was getting. She was super strong. She got it oh, in yeah. a scientific experiment type of thing. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of how I feel that they treated it in the Netflix show. Um, and so, you know, unlike the comics, she, I mean, well, like the comics, she was adopted, but unlike it, she was adopted by Dorothy Walker, who is Trish Walker's mother. Yes. And so, yeah, like, and of course, you know, we were just talking about this before the show, but um, Trish Walker is Hellcat in the comics. Yes. Um, she's got her own story, whether or not we'll tell it. I mean, maybe if we, we, we go down that path of kind of picking at the sub-character, sure. Um, but yeah, in the comic books, Trish also has powers, but they're originally attributed to, like, the suit that she's wearing. Got it. And then later manifests as, like, something that she actually has innately. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so that's Trish. So that's an interesting dynamic right off the bat that they not only give her an immediate connection to a character that already existed. Yes. But they made them like sisters, you know? And Yeah, <laughs> I was confused on that too. I was like, oh, they're, they're sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's a thing that, I feel like that's a thing that Netflix tended to do in their shows is that they really did homages and they showed like cameos and they amalgamated characters yes. all the time. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. they were just really, again, they were trying to fit everything in, but not, not all of it was forced. Like that, that's a pretty interesting way to kind of introduce this dynamic for the character and also, you know, like pay tribute to a character that existed. Yeah. Even if she wasn't written out very well. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting, you know, and and to get to know the character through that lens was was interesting, and and Jessica as well, you know, because it lended a lot to her character growth in the series. And um, did you watch all three seasons or just? I I think I watched about like the one and a half, but then today I watched <laughs> I watched the the yeah. recap because yeah, I'm a horrible. I think I've said this before. Yeah. I'm a horrible show watcher. I'm oh, a horrible really? binge binge watcher. Mm-hmm. I can do it. I love that. I love Every when week. things are done weekly, ep- episodically. Episodic, so are your Wednesdays? Are your Wednesdays and Fridays messed up now that there's no? Yes. <laughs> Like, because every day or every Tuesday going into midnight, I'd be like, I'm staying up, I'm watching this, and then that's it. That's it, Yeah, but then when when it's like with binging, with with Netflix shows, it's like, well, also they're one-hour shows, right? They're Mm -hmm. one-hour shows, Mm -hmm. so I'm also horrible with that because my attention, I have the attention span of a freaking fly. TikToker? (laughs) (laughs) Even worse, even, it was Vine. Yeah. Oh, Vine. (laughs) I think Vine messed that up for me a lot. I understood that reference. Yeah, <laughs> but also, but also, I'm going going deeper into it. Like yeah. I work, I work for an ad agency, so our longest form yeah. of of, Content, of video yeah. is 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I can only ingest 
<laughs> if anything is longer than two minutes, I'm like, ah, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> no, it makes total sense. Um, so, so then because it was all released at the same time, mm. it's like, it's like, ooh, I want to watch it. I want to, you know, watch it. And it's like, yeah. so it's so either in me, it's just like, it's either like, can I watch this in one sitting? Mm -hmm. And if I can't, or if like, do I want to watch it in one sitting? Yeah. Or it's like, like, okay, I can watch one. I'll watch one. And you're like, oh, I need to know how like the this, next one starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. So then it's, then it's like, no, I need to go. And it's just like, ah. Yeah. And I just get out of funk and I'm just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I'm too lazy. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll eventually get to it. Yeah. And I never do. When I binge something, especially, you know, like now-ish, I always ask somebody who I know has seen it. And I, and I promise you that the thing that I say the most is, do I have to be in a mood for it? Like, do I have to be in that like prep mood of like absorbing that kind of content? I agree. Yes. And I had that one of the shows right off the bat that I have to be in the mentalities for is like Watchmen or like Handmaid's Tale. Like I have to be in a sure, certain yes. mentality or mode or else it's forget yeah. it. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned like with the Disney plus shows, like being the midnight watcher. Netflix shows, I was the midnight watcher. But, and I mentioned this before, I would binge all of all it. Night. All night. All yeah, night. Doesn't like matter if it was an hour. Daredevil, friend and I, yeah. Andrew, on the phone, binging it. Yeah. Because this is before they had the nice little streaming like together thing. And so we would watch it. Yeah. All freaking day. And <laughs> I remember Jessica Jones season one. I would watch it until I had to go to work. I'd get to work. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd put it on in the background just so I could, because you know why though? My reasoning is spoilers. It's the same reason why I go to Thursday movies. Yes. I think that's yeah. another reason too. Yeah. I think it was the opposite reason for me or it's like, because I didn't finish it mm -hmm. all in one sitting or whatever it was. Yeah. And then you, and, I, and I'm such a millennial. I'm on my phone all the time. <laughs> I check social media all the time. Not yeah. because like. Are you a millennial? <laughs> I, I, you made that cut? I do, yeah. Wow. My sister's technically a millennial. Yeah, yeah. I'm a millennial. Yeah, I make the cut. What? Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. You um, don't want to be a zennial? You're a zennial, I think. No. Are you I, sure? I, yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I am dead serious. I will not call myself. You didn't know what Hand the Rocks the Cradle is. <laughs> I am, my pop culture references from that time, though, is very limited. <laughs> but Fair. I will refuse to be called a Gen Zer because I don't think I am. Because mm. if I do... I'd probably move somewhere and like not want to talk to anybody because <laughs> no. Oh my God. Um, and then like, yeah, cause I'm always on Twitter. Like, especially me, like I love, I love, I love, I love keeping up with, with a lot of things. So Twitter yeah. is like, and you never know what you're going to see on Twitter. Yeah. You're like, all right, sure. cool. And then it's like, boom, spoilers. And I'm like, oh yeah, well that happened. Oh my gosh. And then even, <laughs> and anyone who, who you, if you were to ask anybody that talks to me, especially when these movies are in production, oh man. Like, like even the Spider-Man stuff. Hey, did you see the Funko drop? And I'm like, yeah, reluctantly. Also, this is why I don't, I don't text die with any like Twitter things that I may have, may or may, may have seen. Yeah. And <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I probably, probably, yeah, I probably me, doesn't want to see wait it. Wait for me to groan about it because it always happens. Cause then I'll yeah. be like, oh yeah, I saw it. Like, oh man, I saw it. Like, and, and I, again, I, I like to stay pure and yeah. the toys. Now you can't even trust looking at a page of like Funko Pops because yeah. it's all there. Everybody's a freaking detective, yeah. man. Everybody wants to know something. Right. Everybody's a sleuth. Um, 
Um, so yeah. So yeah. So you did. Okay, that's interesting. So you didn't touch season three, basically. You didn't. You, yeah, you kind of pieced out halfway I through watched, two. Because I watched the recap, Got and it. then I was like, oh yeah, I don't remember any of this. Well, you know what's funny? Because I watched it all, and I too watched the season two recap, and I was like, I don't remember most of this. And those those were just her quips. But season two, like, I mean, we might talk about it a little later, but season two was uh, was a bit difficult because they they did this very ambitious thing where they had different directors for each and every single episode. Ooh. <sighs> yeah, and so I understand what they were trying to accomplish and I definitely appreciate it, but it's not, I feel like, whereas like with The Mandalorian, for instance. I was gonna say, yes, yeah, so I was gonna bring them they up. They had like solid three or four. Four for sure. Four directors four for, sure. for the entire season. Yeah. And they all traded off on and on. They were all on set for each episode they directed. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know what the approach was for Jessica Jones season yeah. two, but I feel like that had a lot to do with it. And maybe they tried to, I don't, I don't know. But anyway. That makes sense. That does story. make a lot of yeah, sense. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'm trying to, I'm, I keep trying to remember why, like, Mm-hmm. Like, how was I able to watch season one, season one, like all the way through? I'm telling you, it's, it's a daredevil effect. <laughs> that too. It I was thinking I was going to go back to daredevil because daredevil was just yeah so good. But you know what? We're going to get into the powers, which leads into another direct correlation. And I think that's that's my theory for why you got to you got through season one. Yeah. So speaking of um, just being a modern character. Yeah. As a result. I have no trading cards of her, <laughs> period. Yeah. And so what I do have is a digital trading card. Nice. So of course, because it's, you know, 2021, um, Tops, which is a, you know, tremendous um, player in the collecting card collecting game, uh-huh. they have a digital app version of card collecting. And so I have the Marvel one. And so I do have a couple of Jessica Jones cards. And thankfully, one of them actually has a, uh, a small bio on the back. So I'm going to read that before we dive into her powers. And so, uh, so the card states, Experimental chemicals gave Jessica Jones superior strength, flight capabilities, and the ability to block mind control. She's a skilled detective and journalist and has been a part of the New Avengers, Defenders, and other groups. Super short, straight to Interesting. the point. Interesting. I think what really what stood out to me was she's able to stop mind control. So that's an interesting part of this card because I guess you could say it's partially true in the comics. Okay. It's, the story is much more fleshed out than that. Uh-huh. And again, has to do with the direct correlation of my theory of why you enjoyed season one. So what I have noted... Okay, comic book version, yeah. like I just re- read, plus, you know, more or less superhuman power, strength, durability, and flight. In the MCU version, she's got enhanced physical abilities. Okay. So right off the bat, she's not necessarily superhuman, uh-huh. but she's enhanced to the point where she can endure better than she would. I don't she- think she's nearly as strong as she is in the books. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. So, so you like, think... Which, how she's portrayed in the Netflix show, yeah. it's not her truest potential. No, not at she, all. You think they can go bigger with yeah, her? Yeah, for sure. Like, I okay. feel like in the comic book version, she could, you know, like, without dropping a bead of sweat out of her brow, could lift up a car with one hand okay. and be like, cool. Whereas in Netflix MCU, she's like, I can slow down a car and I can pick it up at the bumper, but that's it. Which is interesting. And um, I mean, but that that kind of I think that plays into the fact that, you know, again, comic book had chemical radio 
you know, activity and then a radioactive chemicals. And then MCU is like, oh, well, a company f***ed around with her DNA and boom. <laughs> yeah. You know, so eh, it's a little different. And so it yielded different, different uh, results in a, in a way. Um, and so she uh, actually has a super fake name persona in the comic books. Okay. She did very briefly. Um, she went as Jewel. Nice. <laughs> and okay. They actually worked it into the script for, for Jessica Jones, where there is this montage uh, where, where Jess and Trish are, she's, Trish is showing her all these like superhero costumes that uh -huh. she could possibly wear. Yes. And one of them is actually Jewel's outfit from the comics from the comics and it's nice. this white like body suit with st strapless bodysuit with like light blue accents and a, like a big pink jewel on the side nobody knows why she chose the name jewel i have a theory that maybe it's it's a play on like she's tough as tough a as jewel. nails and she's a jewel yeah okay. like she's uh she's she's like a diamond but you know diamond is more of an emma frost white queen thing Jewel is like, ah, yeah, playful, fun, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, believe it or not, she was actually inspired. So we're going to take it back to, to teen Jessica Jones for a second. So you got to remember, you know, Peter Parker became Spider-Man at 15. Yeah. And so Jessica Jones at that same age was exposed to Spider-Man. Okay. And so after she has the accident, which occurs in high school, she's then uh, inspired by Spider-Man to use her powers for good. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so so time passes. Um, this is kind of where you start to see Jess go down the darker path uh -huh. of just depression and yeah. post-traumatic and all that. Um, but she becomes Jewel and, and for four years, I believe. And this, you know, during this time, she's fighting alongside Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And so she's among the Avengers. She's not as well known because, you know, like the news cameras are all focusing on Captain Marvel and, you know, on Scarlet Witch and the bigger oh. names. She was kind of like the B-rated. Sure. Team. Yeah. She just, nobody really cared. <laughs> <laughs> Sad to say. Um, but in, in this time as a superhero, this is where she encounters Zebediah Kilgrave. Known oh. as the Purple Man. And so you know him. Okay. And this is who I think is why you enjoyed season one. I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. Because he's so compelling too. He's a great villain. As an incredible character, uh, and also, you know, so so beautifully, sadly beautifully portrayed. Like, yeah, because as I, as I was um, as I was watching the recap, mm -hmm. and I was especially the season one recap, it was going, you know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, going by, I was just like, like, oh, like, yeah, like, this was like, great. Like, this is like, how do you stop? I think this is another, this is why I was so intrigued with episode, with this first season. It's like, I am, I am, in, I'm very invested with a villain that's just kind of like, how do you, how do you stop them within this realm of the show and the, and the rules that they've yeah. established in the show? It's like, you have this villain, you have Jessica Jones, who's just, who's strong, fast. She's all these things, she's, she's, she's a superhero. Mm -hmm. And then you have this villain who's just the most normal looking of guy, mm -hmm. but he can make anyone do anything just by saying it. Yeah. It's like it's like the whole argument of like, what happens when an, an immovable object meets an unstoppable force? Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah. who wins? Yeah. And then so it's like, 
So I remember, I remember watching it and he was just like, that guy, he would, he would be in a trouble and he would just be like, he would walk into a house and be like, Hey, X, Y, Z. And you're like, Oh yeah, sure. Come. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, it's like, the how Jedi. do you, like, how do you stop that? It's he just, the Jedi he just, mind trick. yeah, he literally just like says like, like, Hey, yeah. I need your car. And it's like, Oh my God. Yes. I'm so sorry. Oh, let here's me, my, here, here are my keys. He's like, Oh my God, yeah. I need $5 million. And it's like, Oh my God. Yes. Here, let me just get yeah. draw it for you. And it's like, the powers like, of what persuasion. You, yeah, yeah. Like, so I remember watching how visceral that yeah. first two episodes were when they were trying to save that girl that was like the, yeah. that she, that he was dating. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, yes, we found her. And then she goes into the elevator and she yeah. just murders. Pop, pop. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's why I was like, how do you stop that? Like there's like at that point you're like, no, there's no way. Like it, it, it's of course, you know, purple man in the MCU. I'm just going to say MCU. Netflix, we don't talk about Netflix. Sure, it's, it's MCU. MCU. It's so in the MCU, David Tennant beautifully portrays Purple Man. Beautifully portrays. Like, I'm talking like, I'm going to go out and say it. Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Like, he plays him so well and you hate it because you detest Menacing. him. <laughs> yes. And he plays it so magnificently. And so the interesting thing about Purple Man um, I, you know, I don't remember how they explained it in the MCU, like how his powers were like conjured, you mm-hmm. know, how were they conjured? I, I'm assuming it's, it's kind of had, a, it kind of has a thing to do with the pheromones, which is interesting because you see that with Dreykov in, in Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it's, it's definitely got a thing to do with pheromones, but in the comics, it's kind of like he produces the, it's so gross. It's scientifically <laughs> nasty. He produces this like viral like thing that you can't detect and it it seeps into your brain and it it, and then the persuasion that was in the recap the season i remember seeing that in the recap i remember seeing that in the recap where it's just like like she she met up with his parents and it's like like oh yeah he's spreading like it's a virus that's in him yeah And and it's quite literal it's a literal virus so it's like i mean the timing is wow but it's it's like kind of like covid where you it's undetectable like you can't that's, you have no that's idea so wild yeah and so he, scary. He, the fact that he's able to do these things and that's why i think you were so into season one like much like many people probably were and that's why when they got to season two it dipped significantly because you lost a huge element of that character yeah. and of, of jess you know in her story that was the purple man and and you know Everybody kind of has their like their main foe. Like every like Spider-Man's got Green Goblin, Daredevil's got the Kingpin, you know? Yeah. Purple Man is Jessica is Jones. Jessica Jones's. And now that I'm thinking about it, this, I'm gonna go even go one one level deeper. Mm-hmm. It's just because I love like shows that have like what, what keeps you encapsulated into the show is yeah. like having a great villain that's why i was so invested in. yeah um and then obviously it dips off a little bit because you know he was technically dead but mm-hmm. like his spirit was there but you don't mm-hmm. see that until like the end of season two when yeah. the purple kind of glow comes back yeah i'm going to go a deep level deeper of why i love the show sherlock mm. so much uh-huh. you ever watch you ever no, watch that the no. bbc with with benedict no which is the deeper level because that's Benedict's show, <laughs> yeah, and which is why I fell in love sure. with Benedict Cumberbatch. Right, right, right. I, I, that's what I hear is that yeah, he's that show. On it, so yeah. BBC, the BBC shows that show. And uh, Dancy, Dancy is the other guy. Daniel Freeman. Oh, it's Daniel. Oh, wow. What am I thinking? Daniel Freeman. Yeah. Just kidding. Is that his name, right? Or Martin Freeman? Martin Freeman. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, in that show. 
it's three seasons. Also, BBC shows, like episodic shows, they're an hour and a half. They're 90 minutes. And I was like, but but each episode, <laughs> yeah. I was engaged every single episode. And I was like, why is this so good? And like this memory popped up on my Facebook memories mm-hmm. a couple of like, I don't know if it was months ago. Mm-hmm. The villain, the main villain of of Sherlock is Moriarty. Mm. And he has always played a hand mm-hmm. in each season, whether it was physically or like, but like he was always like either one step ahead of Sherlock or, you know, or Sherlock, you know, either behind or ahead. But I was like, why is this show so, well, one is also the writing and how they, how they solve mm-hmm. everything, but, and how Sherlock solves everything. But it was that the ever lying, the underlying, like just presence of Moriarty and how he always played a role in each season, even though there was a different main villain, mm-hmm. his presence throughout the three seasons, I think it was just, I was like, Oh my God, this that show is so like good. And I watched, <laughs> and I watched all three. I was obsessed. I was like, how do I watch this? And it was on Netflix at some, yeah. too, at some point. So I was like, yeah, I, I was engaged the whole way. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, it, that sounds a lot like. Purple and much Man. like Daredevil with, yeah. with Kingpin. With Kingpin. Yeah. Because like that dynamic was great because mm-hmm. Vincent D'Onofrio was oh my God. amazing. <laughs> he is incredible. Yeah. He's an incredible character. actor. And I think I think just when there's like that small, small bit of like. Oh, you don't know if the hero is going to win yeah. in this situation. Especially with, with someone like Purple Man. Yeah, because, you know, I love shapes. that because, you know, obviously a hero does always prevail. And that's obviously how you write a great story is, mm-hmm. you know, but you need conflict. And the, and, the, and and the moment you think the villain might win, yeah. like then you've got a good story. Yeah. And then that's why Thanos yeah. is such a great villain because yeah. he won. He won. And you're like, you're oh, like, oh. <laughs> Like, everybody like, was like oh like oh, he no. like he did it <laughs> he did it like half yeah. of everybody is dead. dead yeah and so you're like okay this guy's kind of <laughs> scary yeah and then and then now you have the setup with loki and mm-hmm. then you have the setup of of he who remains mm-hmm. even though it's, it's technically kang mm-hmm. but off that just even the season finale of loki you understand like this guy's a threat yeah like we don't know this is only just one of him mm-hmm. there is infinite amounts of him <laughs> yeah so i think it's just having like a great well-written villain to where yeah. it's just like when you think they're gonna win that's yeah. when you know you've got a really compelling story yeah. yeah and the fact that they threaded him throughout the three seasons and actually brought him back in so many words in the final season yeah. or third season i thought that was an interesting twist because yes he he seemed so omnipresent but he wasn't again he wasn't as fleshed out as he could have been in season two. Mm-hmm. He really did take the back burner for that. And yeah. I know I know that that alone, it made the show suffer because not only did he take his fans with him, but, you know, people were like, where's um, Purple Man at? Yeah, <laughs> and then you have, like, the different directors thing. And the direct, like, maybe the they're just trying to tell a different yeah. story yeah, each and episode. S- and so, you know, um, to, to kind of stay on, on course with Kilgrave in particular, um, in the books, it's, it's very similar in that he used Jess as a weapon for himself. And, you know, we get flex of, of those, um, that, that storyline and it's peppered throughout, especially season one. And you see like the dinner, like he, he used to dress her up and the house thing. And, you know, so all of these, you know, um, facets are directly pulled, you know, they're not the same situations, but yeah. Even tying it in with like when she was under his control, Mm -hmm. she killed, Luke Cage's wife, yeah. and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. I, I think that too. I was like, "Whoa, that's messed up." Yeah, yeah. So that was that was crazy. Much darker. Um, 
And so the, the interesting thing about the comic book version of Jess is that, you know, trigger warning, you know, like he is a, he's a walking trigger warning, honestly. In the books, um, he does abuse her yeah. every way you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's something akin to she's in there somewhere and he's just straight up controlling her the entire time. And so it went as far as that he sent her to he sent her to, to take out the Avengers, you know, Crazy. And, and you got to think the woman is strong. She's she's got durability for days. She can fly. And she yeah, and she can't break that until yeah. the jo- her job, that <laughs> until job, her is, job done. is done. Yeah. yeah. And it's like weirdly kind of like a winter soldier situation, yeah. you know, and so um Thankfully, you know, she was sent in to kill Daredevil of all people. There's like a scenario where she goes after Scarlet Witch and there's this big old battle and she straight up punches Wanda, knocks her out. Jeez. It's over. Like Scarlet Witch, she punched the Scarlet Witch <laughs> and she didn't even like flinch, you know, and she's just like, okay, boom, got the job done. And so he, he actually sent her like many of the dynamics in these books, like, you know, with Hawkeye and Black Widow, for instance, you know. Um, she was sent to kill Daredevil. Thankfully, Carol stopped, you know, like stopped her from doing so. Mm-hmm. And then of all people, they brought in Jean Grey. Wow. Yeah. You didn't think I was going to yeah, drop that name, powerful. huh? That's pow- yeah. So they drop in Jean Grey to put in that telepathic block so that he can't control her. Control her. And so she's got that. It's, it's locked in. That's part of her psyche now. That's- Thankfully. Um, and so that's why it's, it's it would have been such an interesting facet for her. Of course, that's bigger picture. It could never happen in our lifetime. Yeah. But um, imagining all of these characters coming together and seeing that scenario in your head, you're like, holy yeah. crap, that could have been incredible. But it's okay, you know, because we still got a really good story out of it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, after, you know, the Kilgrave scenario or, you know, arc, you know, ends, this is when the Jessica Jones that everybody is familiar with sets in. Uh, so after, after Kilgrave and the post traumatic, you know, relationship, all this devastation sets in, she realizes like, you know, when I was in a coma as a high schooler, nobody cared about me. When I was a superhero, nobody cared about me when I was gone. So she went missing during the Kilgrave thing. She was missing for like Uh, eight months. Nobody looked for her. Nobody. They just thought she took off, that she just is one of those things, you know? And so when she comes out of it and she comes back to terms with uh, being a person, she's like, F all of this. <laughs> she's like, this is when the Jameson bottle, the Jack Daniels yeah. bottle comes in, the leather jacket goes on. Yeah. She officially does not give a flying f- about anything. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. And so... Her downfall, I wouldn't even call it a downfall, but her awakening as as the superhero that we know her as all comes because of everything that came before, which is interesting because it's like, I haven't seen, this is probably a poo-poo on me, but I haven't seen the Birdman movie. Have you? Was it uh, Birdman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, with, um, with Michael Keaton. With Michael Keaton and, and Emma Stone. And Edward Norton. Yeah. Yeah. I've not seen it, but I understand that it's kind of like a scenario where he used to be a superhero and now he's like living life after that. Yes. That whole thing. I kind of, yes. that's, that's, and I probably am going to watch it now after this episode. Um, yeah, it's, a tri- it's a trip of a movie. I have to, <clears throat> not, not think about it. I have, yeah. to, I have to rewatch it again. Is, is yeah. there a similarity with that, that scenario? Where, I forget like, how the movie ends, mm-hmm. but like, yes, it, Michael Keaton was this 
celebrated. This, yeah, this this yeah, this celebrated either hero or former per- celebrity personality, and he's just like yeah, and like and apparently like the whole movie is like his just like yeah, his psyche it's psyche right, like, of, like, to of, like he's and, like oh I'm still this person, but then at the end he comes to a self realization of like oh I don't think I am this person, mm-hmm. but I will always have that persona be a part of me. Oh, interesting. I think yeah, yeah. I have to rewatch that movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and so you know this is like essentially just reconciling with the idea that you know what superhero was not being a superhero was not for her. It just wasn't. She has the yeah. power. She has all the stuff. It doesn't work for her. It works yeah. for Spider-Man. It works for everybody else, yeah. not Jessica Jones. So she resigns the jewel thing. She's like, I'm not on a team anymore. I'm going to open up an investigation clinic like where people can come in. Oh, wow. They, wanna, they want me to find pictures, take pictures of their spouse cheating on them. Cool. Like that's right. her thing. So that's, that's so that's directly from the from <laughs> yeah. the comics to the show. Yeah, she takes on like completely mundane, normal human problems. I mean, some of them are obviously like supernatural in some way, because you know who could help it. You know, if you know a superhero and you're like, I need to get a job done that only one of them can do, I'm gonna yeah. go to one of them. And so um, she takes them on, of course. But that's that's how that just comes to be you know and that's it's crazy. a sad road because it, it is it's she pretty. goes through this really traumatic experience <laughs> yeah. and it's it, for me it was it was interesting to to kind of read through because um a lot of the Kilgrave stuff was drawn by an artist named mark bagley and so he actually drew ultimate spider-man and so to me his art form his style uh-huh. is like it it's more young adult okay to me um, and so to see these very adult situations happen in that way, it was, it was just very interesting. I don't know. It, it made me feel different. It, it kind of made it complex for me. I was like, this seems like it should be a young adult book or like a, a teen book, but uh-huh. it was very but much. But it's going another direction. Oh, it was completely uh, like max status, you know? And so, um, That's interesting. yeah. And so, uh, with that talking about, speaking of booze. I have a pop quiz for you. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, this one's pretty funny. In 2015, okay. Forbes wrote an article that was uh, essentially, they they watched and reviewed the entire season one of Jessica this Jones. This show came out in 2015? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Can you imagine it's been that long? It's been that long. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Cr- that's. Wild. Oh my God. Six years. So she's already, and we were just talking about the 10 year mark for so many, many of these characters. She's already gotten six years. I felt like, like that group of shows on Netflix. I felt like that was only like three years ago. No, but two years, two of the years have been spent in limbo. Yes. Just waiting for that contract to end so that they can come back home. Yeah. Um, yeah, six years. Okay. And so um, in 2015, Forbes wrote an article about how much booze does Jessica... Drink. Drink. <laughs> how, much, <laughs> how much does she spend? Wow. Not even that. How much does she spend on booze wow. in season one? And so I believe that Forbes went as far as to note what label, what size, everything. How fitting. I just came back from Vegas. <laughs> Just for you. Probably drank the same amount. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is, you have to take in consideration, this is season one. So in the entire season So this is just season one. one. Just season one. Okay. On camera. Yeah. Of of these four choices, how much did Jessica Jones spend on booze in season one? Did she spend two grand? 
Okay. Five grand. Okay. Six hundred and sixty-five dollars. Oh wow. Or four hundred and thirty dollars. Wow, what a that's <laughs> such a what a left field of choices. <laughs> yeah. Had to mix it. I feel like those two triple figure ones mm-hmm. are 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 just are they're trying to throw me off. Okay. Like, no way, because I remember her drinking like. So they were counting only. They're counting only on screen. Like what she drank, or like the bottles you see. The bottles on, you see. Okay, so they're counting the price of like those bottles. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's very what a, what an article. I know what a first of all what a research study <laughs> yeah. for an article on Forbes. <laughs> it's like oh my gosh I guess yeah. I gotta watch this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I okay. There were from what I remember <laughs> seeing they were like seven hundred fifty milliliter bottles. Okay. Like the regular average bottles, not like the not like the one point seven five like liter like that. that she, she she can drink, but yeah, that's dramatic. Yeah. But I know it was multiple bottles, depending. Okay. Oh my gosh, that was a mm-hmm. long time ago. <laughs> I want to say A. Two grand. And what was the second choice? It was four grand, right? Five, five grand. Five, five grand. grand. Oh. I can hear everybody at home listening to this being like, five grand! <laughs> <laughs> but thinking about it, that's five grand is a lot, that's a lot of like bottles. Booze. The average bottle, I'm just let's use Jameson as an example, yeah. 750 milliliters. The average bottle of that mm-hmm. will range between thirty to forty dollars. Okay. So if you're telling me so Wow, they're really thirty to forty dollars. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Even if it was the one point seven five liter bottle, it, it would be like upwards of 60 to 70 maybe okay so you know so it's like so you're you're telling me if she would have drank five thousand dollars worth that's like a lot of like that's a lot of on-screen bottle time just in general right and there's no product placement in this show yeah (laughs) except for the see now now that i broke down the math now i'm like wait maybe (laughs) you psyched yourself out bro i know maybe (laughs) maybe it is c or d okay but 2000 is like a nice little medium because, you know, she does drink. She's an alcoholic for a reason. I love how invested you get into these. <laughs> <laughs> if, if one of my friends listens, be like, of course, Jeffrey is getting this detailed with alcohol. <laughs> oh, my God. Right down to the leaders. Oh, God. I Final answer. Final answer. I wanna go, I'll say <clears throat> I will go with 2000. Two grand. Two grand. Jessica Jones drank two grand worth of, worth of, of liquor in yes. season one. Yes. According to Forbes... Jessica Jones enjoyed six hundred and sixty-four dollars worth of on-screen views. <laughs> so good choice, good, like good, good shot. Like honestly, <laughs> because when I when I was looking at the when I was reading the article, I was like, "That's it, that's it." Because it, it doesn't sound like that much. When you break it down and all this stuff, I'm like, "Okay, I, maybe." In Vegas, maybe. that's half a bottle right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, like <laughs> without table service. Exactly. And so the interesting thing about that, and you know, this this honestly does have some actual importance in 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 this episode actually, because Jessica Jones, contrary to popular popular belief, takes her it takes her a gigantic amount of alcohol to get tipsy. Yes, that's that was another thing that was like I yeah. was putting into to mm-hmm. a, into factor too yeah. because I think of I think of Cap. Yep. He he Perfect literally example. he cannot he cannot get drunk he cannot at all his no. metabolism I, I was like wow first of all that's amazing yeah 
but it's like having a meta- metabolism that fast. Yeah. So I would assume that she can drink a lot. Exactly. But I wouldn't think on screen it yeah. would be like five thousand dollars worth. Right. Yeah. Because you know, and it's interesting because like, you know, thankfully you mentioned Cap, but you know, the, another great example is Wolverine. Like Homeboy, he whenever you see him drinking, he's drinking. He's just drinking, drinking. It like it's water. Yeah. So he's going through six packs. It's not doing anything to him. Yeah. It just doesn't do anything. Cap doesn't do anything to him. So Cap can have six beers, not only not get anything on his 20 pack, but also it's it's burning through as quickly as he's drinking it. So Jess has kind of like a similar situation where it's obviously she is not a super soldier of any sort. Yeah. Um, she could call her a baby super soldier. I don't know. But <laughs> she can still drink like the best of them. She could probably drink as much as Thor and start to get tipsy, it's the, which it's is a, it's crazy. Like that, it's like the, that scene in Avengers, Ult- Avengers: Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. where Thor gives like a drink mm-hmm. to to Cap, and it's a scene with Stan Lee, and he's like, he's oh, yeah. like, this is not the drink for mortal men. Yes. Like, you ever been to Omaha Beach, Blondie? <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So yeah, so it's stuff like that. Yeah, it's exactly like it makes that. Makes sense. Yep. So, uh, that rolls us into love interests. Amazing. This one is going to blow your mind. I'm pretty sure it's deeper than I (laughs) think. It's incredible. Um, and again, it's like, it's, it's all these nuances that you kind of go, oh man, I wish they explored it. But also if Kevin Feige and the studio are really, truly interested in bringing these people back. I think they are. I mean, they have they have the capacity, or at least the the canvas, to kind of make some of these happen, perhaps, or mm-hmm. or at least have these characters interact. And so, you know, we covered one already. And so, this is, uh, you know, again, we're going to start with comic books first. You know, we we covered Peter Parker, Peter Parker, high school. Yeah. Interestingly enough, and since we're getting into the what if territory of things and the multiverse of things, in um in another title. Um, it's actually written by one of my favorite writers, Chip Zdarsky. He's funny. He's very funny. Um, it's called Spider-Man Life Story. She actually dated Peter after Mary Jane. Ooh. I said it Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Yeah. So she's actually inserted as a love interest in his adult life in that storyline. Um, Moving on from that, she dated a dude named Clay Quartermain, who was a shield, random shield agent. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> who actually appeared in, and I don't even know what to call this, but I mentioned it in another episode, the Nick Fury movie starring David Hasselhoff that came out in 1998. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he's randomly in that film. So he's a shield agent, whatever, no big deal. They have all these, you know, it's kind of like Cap and, you know, like... Uh, um, Golden Girl, like there's always uh, these okay. random love interests that that kind of have some semblance of of importance, but Clay Quartermain is kind of like that for Jess. <laughs> Here's one of the big ones in a what if issue. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, this is, and the fact that you know this is an example of how deep a single a single issue of what if could go. In this particular issue. Jones is, she's joined the Avengers properly. She is of the team. She's actually working with them. She's kind of an A, okay. an A team. Her presence on the Avengers alone yeah. directly impacts and saves the team from not only disassembling, but completely ensures that House of M does not occur. 
Interesting. Wow. Just her being there completely derailed and split that brand. It pruned that timeline completely. That's interesting. And so as a result, not only does none of that happen. House of M. House, House of, of M, M does doesn't not happen. happen. Disassembled doesn't happen. The Avengers stay together. They're great. They're golden. She marries Captain America. Wow. <laughs> so take that one. <laughs> what a big what if Kristen of an issue. Ritter oh my God. And Chris Evans. That's and preventing House of M's. Preventing that's House crazy, of M's. That, so no, no one to go crazy. crazy. Yeah. No, no, no more mutants. Like the mutants are fine. All of that Jeez. is fine. Just because Jessica Jones was it, on the Avengers. That's <laughs> Dude, that should be a that should be an that animated be what if right? episode right I there. I would be like, dang, that'd yeah. be crazy. Yeah, and so in, in that in that episode, in that issue in particular, they kind of show the course of how like how they they are as a team on the field and how she saves like Cap's life, I think, and you know they just bond, sure, bond. It's like how co-stars bond on set during yeah. a movie, you know, and then inevitably they they date, and then at the end of the issue. They get married. Now I'm just like, wow, what did you do to save Wanda? That's just like right? crazy. Yeah. Because why did Wanda go crazy initially again? I, for, I Because of the children and Mephisto and she wanted to bring the kids back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And she creates stuff. this whole reality. Okay. Right, yeah. right. So. Wow. She prevents again, that. <laughs> never, never underestimate your importance in someone's storyline. That is crazy. Right. Like, and I don't want to get deep here, but like, if you feel like texting somebody, to say hi, what's up? Oh, yeah. Just do it. Oh yeah. Because you could have this Life kind of lessons, like legit. Sure. I was like, wow. Um, and so. Uh, so that's literally a catastrophic event. Yeah. <laughs> so, that spanned the entire <laughs> Marvel universe. That's like just because wow. Jessica Jones was on the Avengers, only because she was on the Avengers, and she wasn't even Jewel. She was just Jessica Jones. Crazy. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna teeter over into the MCU world for a hot second because Let's do it um in you know in the series there's three seasons as you imagine there's kind of like three love interests which kind of fold in here and there uh -huh. um i'm gonna just name the the lesser important ones um the first one is oscar who appears in season two he's the superintendent for the uh the apartment building yeah. and so you know that that chemistry i was kind of like ah sure i got it whatever um and then the the third season introduced eric gelden uh, who in the MCU is, you know, like listed as an empath. And so he has like these weird powers of, of, of like reading people. And funny enough, he's actually present in the comic books. Uh -huh. His name in the comic books is Mindwave. Totally okay. ridiculous looking villain. Mindwave. <laughs> or anti-hero. Anti but um, he, yeah, he's, he's a full-fledged like like costumed hero or villain <laughs> in the books and um he also he also possessed like powers to the one that we see in the mcu where he's got this he's got these empathic powers um of the mind and you know what have you but they don't have any there's no connection in the comic books they he they just again another homage to a character that exists yeah. and they brought him in and so um before we get into the last guy that we're all familiar with we're gonna bounce back to comic book land <laughs> You're never gonna believe this. Big one for her. Carol Danvers sets her up on a date with Scott Lang. Wow. Ant Man. Ant Man. So picture in your beautiful minds Kristen Ritter, Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. And so, it, you know, funny enough, 
they worked out. They dated for nearly a year. They were doing good. They're both kind of being weird anti-heroes. <laughs> like, not, like, vigilante almost. Like, yeah, Because, yeah. you know, Scott Lang is, and we're going to get to him. He's, he's, got some, he's got some issues on his end, too. But um, long story short, n- near the end of their relationship, Jess was kind of playing the field a bit. Oh. <laughs> with a man named Luke Cage. And wow, what a segue. Yeah. And <laughs> one day she realizes she's pregnant. Scott's like, is it mine? And she's like, no. Damn. And he just literally, he just goes, goodbye, Jessica. And that's it. They never see each other. Never see each other again. Wow. Yeah. So Jess gets pregnant. Um, that's it. She goes on with Luke Cage. And then they, they actually met earlier. So while... Jewel was like her main superhero persona. Uh-huh. She had a couple of other ones. One was Nitrous. She wore this dope, like, black and red outfit. It was kind of like if you put together Wolverine, Hawkeye, and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And she had, like, the, the, like, the face mask thing. Oh, okay. It was pretty cool. Okay. Very, very small time in her superhero. Like, this is, you know, when she's kind of tumbling into the darkness. Um, they actually met during that time. But after she got pregnant... She has the baby. They name it Danny Cage after Daniel Rand. Again, Iron Fist. Because Luke Cage and Iron Fist are best friends. Yeah, okay, got and it. And so um, they eventually get married after that. And that's the issue that I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's, they've been together ever since. So they're a long-standing oh, wow. uh, couple nice. in, in, in the comics. Yeah, they're still married to this day. Danny, I think, is two or three, maybe four. No more than four. She can barely talk, I think. Um, and of course, you know, in, in, in the MCU, um, they unfortunately don't explore it very much. Yeah. They, it was just like kind of yeah. like the occasional hookup yeah. kind of thing. Which I'm kind of bummed about. Um, you know, they, again, you know, they had the fling after she visits him in the bar. Yep. Um, you never see it develop. They, they quit back and forth about it in Defenders, um, which you haven't seen. I have not. Yeah. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, Because you get to see all four of them together. All four of them interact and everything. that's a different thing entirely. Um, But yeah, you never really, you never really get the sense that they're developing it. Although she does, you know, they have their moments. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Yeah. Where you can see that it's like, they really do have a connection. There's like some tension and connection. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's dating someone else and she's just, you know, so Jessica Jonesy. Yeah. Um, so of course, you know, unfortunately they don't, they don't go too deep into that, but you know, Kristen Ritter herself, I remember reading or, or sitting in on a panel where she says, you know, like, you know, they asked her like, Hey, if you, if you could do any Jessica Jones, um, storyline in your returning to the role, what would you want? And she said, I want Luke and I want the baby. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes. So she knows her stuff. She's, so she she's, will become, she will be an Ant-Man three. <laughs> Oh my god! Can you imagine? (laughs) Like that's how she gets reintroduced. Then you have hope and uh, maybe it was a life before hope. Hey, that would. I mean, he again. He was not exactly a straight A student. He was breaking into people's. Maybe that was the life before he went into jail. Maybe. Maybe maybe she ran with that with that crew. Right. This is just me theorizing on the spot exactly. right now. <laughs> <laughs> but see, this is the kind of stuff that I like. Like, like again, like the multiverse and what if has really introduced this 
opportunity to explore yeah. these possibilities that could happen yeah. you know and i'll say this to the end of my days like you know hawkeye again in the books does not have a family like he does in the mcu he's married he ends up getting married to mockingbird like me and i'm like well if they introduce her maybe she was his wife before laura maybe she was before everything or maybe something happens maybe it has to do with with the, the the scroll or it's a what if you scenario just, you and never know yeah, if they if, if pe people okay well people did assume like that that kang was gonna make an appearance at some point on mm -hmm. loki mm -hmm. but you can never really like if you if you didn't read social media or if you didn't whatever yeah. then you would have never guessed it yeah you, like at all i, I didn't expect it no no way at all and no i was way. like oh yeah he's in here yeah. Like, well, you, you and I had this discussion. I was like, you, you, I think you straight up said, like, do you think they're going to show Kang? And I was like, dude, that's too big of a reveal for this first series. Because they didn't do it in the but first two series. Freaking so why would they, it. why would they do a big reveal right. in, in this one? But, you know, that's the Marvel way. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, you think this is going to happen? It's like Ralph Boner again. You know? <laughs> like, we were like, no way. And then it like ended up being like, oh, a red herring. It was not what yeah, and then thought. they're like, oh, Doctor Strange is going to come in. No, not Doctor Strange. Yeah. No, no, no cap, none of that. And then you they go you're like nah they're not gonna do king like, who no comes way. in king he's never you never, you ne never well know. technically yeah it's not even it was like a different variant of yeah, king too right? so it's like exactly you just you never know and then maybe like let's say like let's say she, she does make that appearance in, in ant-man 3 and then that's the jumping That'd starting point of like that of those characters coming yeah. back yeah in, in the mcu <sighs> in the oh in the sacred and ant-man comes MCU. out after spider-man so we could possibly They're see. Filming. They started filming. Already. Yeah, they started filming. They started yeah. filming. We could possibly see Daredevil first, and then Jessica. Oh my god! Look at this. Look at look at us. Look. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, speaking of Scott Lang, I have a couple of notes that I wrote down here. So, uh -huh. like, speaking of multiverse and all that stuff. So, yeah. with Scott Lang in particular, Jess, um, during House of M, like in that fantastical made-up world yeah they were dating and so like there's an, a scenario where uh, i think they're regrouping and it's luke cage and and spidey of all people and he's like oh yeah yeah i'll give i'll give jess a call and so he gives her a call and you know it's one of those voicemails it's like hey this is jess and then he's like hey jess and then it's like and scott we're not home right now and he's like oh yikes and he just puts down the phone because he finds out that they're living together um, so that's them during House of M. And then in Infinity Wars, so I'm sure you're not familiar with Infinity Wars as the, in plural. Yeah. And so this is, <laughs> this is a more recent event where Gamora kills Thanos, Thanos, Thanos. And um, anyway, she folds the timescape in half on top of itself. Jesus. And so everything gets all meshed up. It's like a KFC bowl of mashed potatoes and oh corn. Oh my god, and, wow. Yeah. Okay, so it's like a mixing of timelines instead of separating timelines? Straight Whoa. bolded time on top of itself. And so in Infinity Wars, on one of those Earths, Jess is with, is the fiance of Scott Banner. Do you is, even want to take a guess? Is that, is that, um, <laughs> Banner's, Dr. Banner's Son, nope. father, Scott Lang, Bruce Banner, put together, put together. Whoa, okay, that's I did not expect that. Yeah, so that's Infinity Wars was crazy. Whoa, so that's what happens when you just put a a universe on top of a universe. Mm -hmm. Whoa, imagine the possibilities. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> so while on the subject, we have a question from Instagram user Andrew. Andrew, Andrew is very present on oh, this podcast. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> he asks, how would you reintroduce Jessica Jones into the MCU? Cameo? Featured oh, in a wow. movie? We were just theorizing a about that. A solo movie? Or a six to ten episode format, as we have seen before? Do you want to go first? I mean, yeah, we were just talking about that literally prior <laughs> to this question. Right? I mean... I mean, it's because of that. Yeah, it's because of that storyline. That's her. That Scott Lang storyline. Yeah. I feel like that makes the most sense. Maybe it is the like. Really? I have an option. I have, you a have an option. I have Let's hear yours. Let's hear it since we already okay. talked about head cannon. Head cannon time. Here okay. we go. Head cannon dance. Head cannon. Igh, right? Yeah. Exists. Let's just say. There's, Igh ends up being a hypothetical branch off of the same company responsible for not Hydra necessarily, but they too were trying to create a super soldier serum of some type. Everyone's, try every, I mean, Everyone's yeah, trying. Everyone's trying. Multiple versions trying. of that serum have so, come up. Let's yeah. just say uh, it's found out that Jess is part of that program. That's how she got her powers. She's kind of like a bootlegged version, of, the, version yeah, of a yeah, super yeah. soldier, right? That's why she has his characteristics. And then while... Like she, she kind of gets absorbed into, into, you know, that world again, um, which is kind of similar to season two with her mom. Her mom like was a super part of that. Yeah. yeah. She was enhanced and she was, uh, she was basically taking people out that were associated with that, that program. So say they kind of bring that back, but they drop it into the world of Falcon and Winter Soldier or Captain America and Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it kind of takes off from season one and it lands in the whole power broker scheme of oh, things. Oh, like she's part of like No, she's part of it, but she's she's a product of of that. Oh, okay. That's my headcanon. That makes perfect sense too. Wow. And then of course she marries Scott Lang and they live happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. Or, or Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and th that makes sense. Like yeah. oh, she she has these powers. She's mm -hmm. like she's like I don't know what to do with them kind of thing, but mm -hmm. she ends up in that, like in, what's that, in, the in that, in that, in that lifestyle, right, right, you know, because you know how it's all well, because I mean, it's of not all connected, but yeah. Like, what's, that, what's, that, what's that place called? Hmm? What was the place called where the power broker lived? Where they went to? Oh, Madripoor. Madripoor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he ends up there. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Um, Be very interesting. Yeah. But you know, I mean, needless to say, to say, she's part of the street level heroes so exactly they're yes. not gonna they're not gonna veer off into like wanda land or you know with high-end avengers land she's still gonna keep it down to the street level and so i try to think of well what does what what does that what characters does that entail and so that's kind of my reasoning for i mean yeah because if you were to put her into a like a, a cosmic situation yeah. it, it's it's a, it's like it's like black and white. It's yeah. very, very. Did very you ever different. see those edits when in, when Endgame came out and people were like editing in like the defenders or like the defenders were waiting for the portal to open? Nobody opened it for oh. them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that that makes that makes a lot of sense too. I mean, yeah. As soon as you told me that Scott Lang storyline, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. That I just I just went off the rails with that theory because I was just I like, because the more I, the more we said it out loud, I was like, wait, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah it's possible. Works. Like yeah, that was the life before, yeah. like before Scott went to jail. And that's why he to, ended up in jail. You just have to like, I. The, the only thing, you know, here we go. Let me push up my nerd glasses. Logistically speaking, you know, he would have to be in like Florida at some point because that's where she was for a bit, and then New York, and so like. Because he's in San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. <laughs> and so that's the only thing. But other than that, yeah. I can see them working something into it. And then what would be so funny if, like, Kristen Ritter and Evangeline Lilly had, like, an interaction and be like, right. oh, hey. Because, again, I think I've said this before, or maybe just to you, Hope Van Dyne does not exist in the comics. Oh. She's not there. There's another character that they kind of supplement the story from, um, her name is Nadia. But okay. there's, she's, so she's a brand new. She's a brand new. She's she's an amalgamation that actually made it to the surface. Because wow. everybody else, everybody else has a derivative. You know what I mean? Except like a hope. hardcore derivative. Hope does not. She's not even hope. But Nadia, I believe, if you translate it from Russian or or um, you know uh, Slavic, means hope. Okay. I believe that's the translation of the and name. And they just made her the daughter yeah. of, of Janet. And it was like, oh, yeah. makes... not, not to branch off too, too much, yeah, but yeah. Nadia is a, is a daughter, stepdaughter of Janet, um, whose dad is Hank Pym. Mother is somebody. Yep. She's an escapee from the Red Room. Wow. Oh, yeah. She's that got crazy, wow. crazy, crazy story. That is. And she's mentored by Wasp and Mockingbird. That's wow. Yeah. Comics are crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a newer character too. She's a more modern character. Yeah, I'm pretty so. sure people who are making that are like, okay, well we have these. Yeah, yeah. How do we make this story here. make sense? He needs okay. The whiteboard's okay. gotta look crazy Dude, over there. It's the Charlie Day meme. <laughs> um and so you know, as for to answer your question, um, Andrew, I I don't know what format I would choose. That's the difficult part because we have seen three three seasons of Jessica Jones. We have yeah. seen how many, oh my gosh, so if we're talking 13 episodes times three, that's a lot, and they're an hour long each? Yeah, and he's, he's, oh. he's asking how would, how would, how would. Yeah, what format would you how would, even oh, want Oh, just it? what format? Yeah, would you want After they reintroduce, or how would they reintroduce her If we reintroduce her, reintroduce her. I would MCU. want, I would definitely want to reintroduce her as a cameo in a movie first. Oh, really? Yeah. End credit. Either end credits, or if it's like one two minutes in, mm. a, in, a, in a scene of mm. like whatever movie however yeah. however her timeline or story <laughs> connects to someone yeah. that in now a future I'm movie just, i'm just imagining somebody walking down that hallway knocking on the door <laughs> like looking like hey i need i need some i need a pi and she's like what the hell do you want yeah like i can see it so clearly yeah if, if someone needs a lawyer spider-man yeah. if someone needs a lawyer <laughs> exactly who are they gonna go they're gonna daredevil, daredevil. oh my gosh yes. if someone needs a pi who yeah. also has who can handle a little bit yep um Villains that are a little bit, you know, stronger, yeah. you know, da, 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 boom, Ugh. her in, in city, whatever. I like um, that though. But yeah, I, I would, I would, cause I love seeing it. Cause now, now you're planning, like, now you're planning the mm -hmm. mind. And I know a lot of fans are like, like, oh my gosh, we did not get enough of, of X, Y, Z of mm -hmm. this year. And it's like, yeah, because they, they want us, they want a gauge of like, okay, how did, how did they respond to it? Yeah. And then, uh, so that's why I hate when, when people sometimes say they're like, like, oh, they did not like, they they ruined that like that person's potential, yeah, I and saw it's that just a lot. like, and it's like you never like, dude, you never know, like, yeah, like plant plant that idea, see how see how the fans react, and then and boom, then, and, then and it's, if there's it. enough interest, yeah. they're like, all right, cool, if I you'll be able to be like, let's green light, yeah, let's maybe give her a, a series, but 
in the Disney Plus Marvel like so format. A short six, yeah. six to eight. And it's probably like and those and those and, and the Disney Plus shows are like forty minutes, forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And if if you get the right filmmakers and writers and mm-hmm. showrunners, yeah. they can do it. Yeah. And it's Feige. <laughs> if Feige's overseeing it, yeah. I I have I have a lot of faith. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, to to Kristen Ritter's like wishes, I could see a I could also see a Disney Plus format short form series where it does take off where you kind of get the established you already kind of know who she is it's true you do and then you fast forward a bit into the series and she you know after possibly a cameo and she's married to Luke whoever that casting may be cuz yeah. they they haven't said that they wanted to bring Michael Coulter back but and then she has the baby and then they could they could because you know um you know despite despite the these these situations where they don't think that a woman, a superhero can be a mother and a hero at the same time. They've, they've kind of had this in the, the books for a long time uh-huh. where it's just like, they just fast forward and make the baby big. Cause they don't want to go through that journey. WandaVision you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like there's this whole thing with, with Jessica Drew, you know, in fact, where, you know, when they, when they revived her for a solo series, they made her pregnant and she was fighting crime pregnant and so they had never done that before you know like the last time i remember even seeing a child in the books or a woman pregnant in the books before jessica jones Mm -hmm. was jean gray oh wow and now we're talking 80s you know like 70s 80s maybe you know and even then i don't think you saw her pregnant you know like jessica jones when she was in she's in young avengers too for a bit and that's an interesting link to scott lang because his daughter is in that team uh, and okay. kate bishop yeah, and yeah. all of them all of the children on that team she was very pregnant with danny during that storyline and so like you don't really see these stories until these two jessicas came along and so to kind of fast forward it for her and then bring a show where the kid isn't necessarily a plot point but she's there and present mm-hmm be kind of cool yeah showing a motherly version i do i really do hope they make a comeback yeah those me too three yeah (laughs) i like those i like yeah daredevil (laughs) luke cage and oh daredevil luke cage and jess and jess yeah so you didn't care for punisher much Oh, Punisher too. Oh. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking <laughs> so Iron like, Fist. Everybody I, I was, but Iron Fist is just because I went from what I saw. I was just like, oh, poor, oh, poor guy. Well, I, I mean, I digress. But, yeah, were, but, but it's not his fault. Yeah, it's no, not it's his not fault. fault. No, but not yeah, his... yeah. Watch Defenders, maybe. Just check out Defenders. Yeah. Maybe you'll feel a little Definitely. different. Because he's at least more like he understands his power by then. So here we go. Favorite uh, portion of the show almost was. I was I was like thinking about this. I was like, <laughs> this is gonna, I think this is going to be the first one where I'm like, no, I'll, nope. I'll be honest. Nope. I don't, I don't know. I didn't think anyone else was had even auditioned. Really? For this. I had no record. I like you don't hear about it. None of that yeah. stuff. But I found I found people who actually tested, and she was believe it or not, Kristen Ritter was not even first choice they never are people, I mean, <laughs> so the people crazy. you see them portray are, are never the I first choice even fathom anybody else and you know i will say this that when they first casted Kristen, and i remembered her from breaking bad and how great she was on that show not that the show wasn't amazing on its own but uh-huh. she was so hateable and wonderful in that show i uh-huh. was like man it's that girl that's gonna be crazy but the, the big thing for me as a comic book fan, I was like, she doesn't quite look like Jessica. Like, I almost thought that she was, um, like, she was so unique looking. 
and you know anybody who's seen Kristen Ritter, she's got unique features where yeah. she, you know the nose, and she's got you know she's got a beautiful face. And and Jess in the comics is actually brunette, very brunette and very plain Jane, not yeah. you know anything in particular. But so to see someone like Kristen Ritter portray her so perfectly that she had kind of like the Star Lord effect, where in the books they changed her up, they made her look more like Kristen, at least. In the in the aesthetic sense, so now yeah. she has black hair. Now she looks more like she wears the, the skinny jeans. And oh, like the boots okay, the rather jacket. Rather than just normal jeans Got and like sandals, you know. Okay. Um, and so it's inter- it's interesting how they've kind of changed up the character since since her debut, but uh, her Netflix debut. But to see the shortlist of actresses who actually let's hear it. <laughs> so first one, and I believe she almost got it. Almost got it. Alexandra Daddario. Are you familiar with her? Oh, Alexandra. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the newer ones. Okay. Yes. Yes. She's got the dark hair. Interesting. Blue eyes. Okay. She's, she is an interesting candidate, if only because I almost, you know, like in some respects, I could see her being Jessica Drew uh, for Spider-Woman. But even then, like, uh, uh, what's her name? Khaleesi. <laughs> From oh, Game of Thrones, yes, she's cast in Secret Invasion, and people are speculating. Amelia she is, Clark, Amelia Clark, gosh, forgive me, my queen. <laughs> she, she, people are speculating that she is Jessica Drew, that she has been Ooh. casted as Jessica Drew. I'm not sure what what the licensing hold Sony has on her because she's technically a spider, and technically they have all the spiders. Spider IPs, okay. I don't know. We'll I see. don't know where she sits. I think that starts filming soon. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, oh so Alexandra Daddario was one of the uh, the very first. Um, Teresa Palmer, are you familiar with Tez Palmer? Name sounds familiar. If she's I see blonde, a face, yeah, blonde. I think she's Aussie, blonde hair, blue eyes. She's a great actress. She's she's kind of more known for like smaller, almost indie, indie films. Film? Okay. Um, Warm Bodies. If you ever saw that one, heard of it? Yeah, Haven't. she's the lead in that one. She's great too. Um, I can't quite see her as Jessica Jones. I don't, I don't know where she came from, but that's pretty cool. And then, um, the last one is Jessica DeGao. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that last name right. She is actually, interesting, interestingly enough, she portrays Helena Bartonelli, who is Huntress on the Arrow show. Oh, okay. Who is my favorite DC character. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> and she's basically Mary Winstead in, in uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds oh, of Prey. okay. That's the same character. Oh. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's she's a little different in, yeah. in, that, in the DCEU. But, but uh, Jessica DeGao plays her on Arrow, and I could see that, too. She looks very similar. She's kind of the Alexander Dario sort. Okay. Um, I could see her being Jess as well, but I'm glad that they picked Kristen Ritter because yeah. that's who got it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you, yeah. you never, the person who actually portrays him never you, are yeah. never the first people to audition for it or get yeah. or get thought of. Yeah, yeah. And so for the cool item, I was trying to find my premiere passes from, and I I had mentioned this during the Black Widow episode. You know, Marvel tends to invite um, folks to to these screenings, and so I've actually, I actually, <laughs> I had a streak going for a while. I got invited to the Daredevil season one premiere, Oof. and then I we got to go to the panel at New York Comic Con for Jessica Jones season one. So we actually nice. watched the first episode like a month before it even came out there. Oof. Whoa! And then I got to go to I think Jessica Jones season two and three premiere, Punisher. 
And I think that was it. Um, but so I couldn't find it. Long story short, I couldn't find it. But I did find. I was like, oh, I got a lot of other stuff. I don't have to look oh for my like premiere stuff. This is a this is a big binder of <laughs> so stuff. I have a portfolio uh, folder in front of me, and so this is where a lot of my prints and other things are. The Jeffrey's never seen this before. So Whoa. here's my. I found my Daredevil one because this one's very special. To yeah. Me. So um and so like I have I, I tend to buy like prints that aren't common as well as you know art prints of course um and they're always signed by my favorite artists. So for instance, there's one of Catwoman and Batman by Olivier Coipel, and I've got some hiding in you know in between. Yeah. Um, Spider Gwen by uh, Rico, and this was actually yeah by Joe Casada. It's a, the Daredevil season two promo, uh-huh. and so these kinds of posters were only oh. available at Comic Con. At those events, yeah. Um, and you had to be at the table at the right time. Because they they go they, out quickly. Yeah, they only made so many for the weekend or the day. You got them, you got them, you didn't, you didn't. And so I got the Jessica Jones one, of course. And this one oh, yeah. is based off of Kristen Ritter um, by Alex Maliv. And he's like, he's an incredible uh, daredevil artist. But what I wanted to show you in particular is that because, you know, I'm, I'm that kind of collector beyond these things I have, I tend to get commissions. And so I get original Ooh. art by notable artists. And yeah. so speaking of Alex, these are two of his, a black hat and a daredevil. Oh my gosh. But Whoa. I have a couple of Jessica Joneses. So this, this big one is a Jessica Jones by Alex Maliff, again, that I got in 2018. Um, and so he's a watercolorist. It's kind of that funny. Looks, People are like, it looks like you as Jessica Jones. It's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but he's funny. Crazy. He's great. And so it's an original. And so, of course, these are like ridiculously priced because, you know, he's a notable artist. Yeah. Um, and then I have a sketch by David Marquez who did the Defenders um, title, which is the more modern look of Jessica with the dark hair and such. Uh-huh. And so he, you know, a lot of these artists do warm ups. And so he does a lot of warm-ups before he actually draws for books. Like an actual thing. Okay, so, that's one of the warm-ups. And war- he sells the warm-ups. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so wow. actually got, I got a, a Star-Lord um, from him. It's the one underneath. Yeah. And then I asked him for Jessica Jones. And so he got a Jessica Jones. Those, that's crazy. Yeah. It so that's my blows cool my mind so how I'm gonna post artistic these. people are. <laughs> yeah. I could never. It's so incredible, <laughs> right? Like, oh, man. That's a lot of pressure, too. Like, you got to, somebody's like, I want a drawing. And you're like cool i'm gonna charge you three digits and then i'll give it to you in four hours and then you gotta that's a lot you gotta perform yeah um if you want to talk prices yeah (laughs) alex's so for this this is a simple this is a simple watercolor that's simple yeah dude i can't even keep i can't even keep paint inside of a circle (laughs) (laughs) so for alex i think this is an 11 no i want to say this is like a 17 by 24 or something. Eh, 12, 12 by 12 by That's ye- 17. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, yeah, 11 yeah. by 17. And then paper is a thing, Bristol paper and all that 100%, stuff. yeah, high um, quality paper. I think this, gosh, I hope my parents don't listen to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was probably... Can I guess? Yeah, guess. Per commission. For a commission. A very notable Defenders yeah. Daredevil artist. Oh my gosh! How much was the, the that sketch? So the Marquez sketch, I believe these range. Between you said three figures. That's right. Okay. This one, yes. The Marquez, I would say this is about range from fifty to a hundred. 
Okay. And this is a sketch, quote unquote. Yeah. So this is, and, but so this is three figures for so sure. This is three figures. Yeah. How much is the Alex Miller? Oh, I want to go. I want to go above the five hundred scale. Oh, really? I mean, I, I like <laughs> I like rewarding people for their work. If they told me a price, and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah you're yeah. you're good at what you do." Yeah. I, this uh, one in particular was three seventy five. Okay. For some reason, I don't think that's bad. It's not. Yeah. It really isn't if you think about who's drawing it. Yeah. And also, again, like as I mean, it's a freaking watercolor. People, people need to like understand like if you think you can do this, no, think again. <laughs> like no. no. And so seamlessly and just like it's. It gorgeous. just works. It's the works, colors right? work. It, you know exactly. Like, yeah, and of course, different crazy. artists can charge different amounts. Sure. You know, like depending on notoriety. Yeah, like, I guess. like this. I have a. This is a Valero Shitty, um, Peter Quill. Okay. And uh, I think that one was one seventy five or two hundred. Okay. But the detail on that is incredible, yeah, right? That, like, that, it's one, a that one looks insane. Yeah. Yeah, the shadows incredible. on that. The... He's incredible. He's a incredible yeah. artist. And so depending on the artist, they can charge how, how however much, they, much want. they want. But Alex in particular, he will do. You ask him for like 24 by 36. He's like, Cute. great, give me the weekend. And he'll do it. That's kind of Full crazy. color, full everything. And then it'll look like one of those posters. But he will charge you like a grand. A grand, yeah. But my goodness. Yeah. It's uh You get paid you, you <laughs> yeah, you pay them for what they yeah. what they're experts in. And the best part about these in particular is that they're one of a kind. Yeah. So nobody else gets them. No one them. else will ever nope. see something like that. Nope. That's and, crazy. And I've I've circulated a few pieces every now and then like if I'm kind of like, "Ah, oh, I could part with this one." And then I just reinvest it. So like I I've, I've sold a Kevin Wada before, which is poopoo on me because he's great and now he's hard to get. <laughs> um, uh. but I got like I he he did like uh, I asked him for Spider-Gwen. It was his very first Spider-Gwen he'd ever drawn. And it was right when she came out. And I was like, do me Spider-Gwen. He's like, cool. And he did it. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to part with it. So I sold it last year. Oh, man. Uh, but I do want to get another one from him eventually, one day, hopefully, if he if is he available. Can, if he's available, <laughs> yeah, he's too big now. Um, but yeah, so that's my, my big Jess Jones. Nice. And so I have a bunch of stuff in here. Um, yeah, so I guess it's the end of the show. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. We talked a, an hour and a half. Hey, hey. On Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. And, you know, like, again, she has room to grow. She has room to come back. Yeah. Knocking on wood. I mean, there working. is a reason, like, when that, when that, that's what I'm looking forward to. Because when that Netflix contract yeah. ended for them. Oh, my gosh. You really hope that's like, okay. Mm -hmm. You really hope, like, Faye is yeah. going to, like. Pull it through, man. Bring them back in Bring some capacity because I know he said he had like the like Marvel Studios plan for at least the next five to seven years already, and it's like crazy. And that was then, you know, like, or at and the and that time. was before the pandemic yeah. too. And so, then now he now they have to kind of jam pack it, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and get back on schedule, which is incredible. And so, that's a feat, you know, like holy cannoli. And then now you're introducing now that these and now that these like this, the Disney Plus shows are killing it, mm -hmm. like. I don't think Disney Plus has missed well, on these Marvel shows. Here's a question for you. Do you think that they won't bring them back as prominently as they were with the Netflix series because they already have that existing property? I think they're going to use that Netflix series as part of their canon for sure. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to be like... It might be the, the, the introdu introdu introduction of Spider-Man situation. Mm -hmm. Like what he says, like 
I've had these powers for six months, and when you can do the things that I do, mm-hmm. you know, da 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 da. And <laughs> so quoted that to the T. <laughs> <laughs> and so I feel like it's gonna be like that. It's like, yep, you know these characters. You've 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 had at least two seasons of them. Mm-hmm. You've seen you've seen them. You mm-hmm. you know them. And they've also mentioned. They've cross-mentioned or referenced everything, you know, from the Battle of New York. You know, yeah. they called it the incident, I think. So I think it's just a, it's just a matter of how do you bring them in? Mm-hmm. Um, do you give them that solo kind of like platform, mm-hmm. whether it's a show or a movie, maybe even a mini series that's like a couple like short episodes? Mm-hmm. Or do you introduce them as a cameo first, like we're talking about? Yeah. Um, just to kind of be like, like, oh, like so they're there, so they're here, like they, like they're in the, they're in the MCU. When will we get it? That we'll never know because Marvel Universe Cinematic Universe just takes forever mm-hmm. to to introduce people <laughs> because you know, yeah. If if like, if MCU is releasing, in my honest opinion, if they were releasing like five movies a year, first of all, that's a very hard, that's insane, that's, insane, that's an insane feat. Oh my gosh! And I know they're doing that pretty much this year, but mm-hmm. that's because. They're, they're catching up with the pandemic, up, yeah. but I wouldn't want them on a re- on a regular basis. To, I would like if on a regular, if there was no COVID or mm-hmm. no pandemic, I wouldn't personally want to see five movies a year. Like yeah. I was totally fine with the three that they did, like one yeah. in February, mm-hmm. one right before summer, yeah. which is like oh, like ones at the summer blockbuster, and then yeah. the one at the end of the year that's right before the holidays, yeah. And and but then you trickle in a couple series in between them to yeah. kind of compensate for the time. Like that's, that's the perfect, yeah. like kind of how, like what they're doing right now. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're, it's exactly. like, it's like, oh, like we have Black Widow, yeah. but it's like, like, oh, before that though, you had, you had all, you had <laughs> yeah. three series, three amazing like yeah. Marvel series. Yeah. And then it's like, like, okay, well, Loki's done. Oh my God. What are Black what Widow's it? done? Yeah. Loki or Black, Black Widow ended after. Yeah. And then. And then now it's like, oh, cool. What if is in like a month? Yeah. It's not even. It's not even like you're waiting two months. You're waiting only a four, three and a half, four weeks. Oh my gosh. For for a new Marvel series, yeah. and then what's after that? Boom, Eternals. Shang Chi. Oh, Shang Chi. Oh, September. Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. And when, then Eternals, and then Ms. Marvel and Hawkeye are somewhere in that mix, which I'm still like. <laughs> I think I think Hawkeye comes before, out there, right before, before holiday, right 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 at the holiday, yeah, holiday, right. Oh my! God. So it's like I like that because yeah. then like because because like with shows, mm-hmm. it it it's it it's not obviously not as like big in Marvel as like mm-hmm. of like a like a release of a movie premiere, but like you have these shows where it's just like they're interconnecting, like yeah. they're doing. It's just like it's like oh, mm-hmm. like you're never gonna get tired mm-hmm. of marvel content at least i don't i know yeah. probably, there's probably people who are like oh my god like the fatigue there's, there's too much mcu <laughs> like they all they're all the same and no, i'm like not. and it's like I mean, falcon and winter soldier didn't even actually correlate with anything else but it helped spawn other things and then it ended up correlating with black widow you know so it's kind of like they're interweaving i mean, I mean wandavision yeah wandavision was more connected to loki and then you know falcon winter soldier went to black widow and then all of them are converging and, to and now Loki is literally going to converge into every other <laughs> movie going forward. Yeah. Like what? <clears throat> like 10 years ago, this wasn't possible. No, not even close. You can't do a <laughs> multiverse live action. Exactly. Like no, no way. It like a, stu- yeah. a movie studio would have been like, no, yeah. that's the dumbest thing I've ever. We don't have that kind of money. And now. And now you're like, damn, mm-hmm. Marvel's doing it. They're doing it. So it's like, I think they do come back. Yeah. I don't know. Will it will it be three years from now? 
To be God. honest, I don't think so. I don't think so no, either. I, think I don't think so. I, don't, I mean, it's not going to happen anytime soon, in my opinion. But yeah. obviously, Marvel, yeah. they keep things under wraps. Yeah. They know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. I, I, I believe Feige knows when the right time to... To, to execute. Yeah, to execute. Yeah. I, I think... I think <laughs> I don't, don't want to say it because I don't want to get hopes up. But I do think we're going to get Daredevil by the end of the year. Something... Something. I wouldn't. Even I wouldn't be opposed. Yeah. If it, yeah. If it, yeah. If it was just him, and he made like, like I said, if, like, like, if he just makes, yeah. If, if even if it's a one to two minute cameo, yeah. or if it's just like you bump into the street, mm-hmm. yeah. bump, And it's like, yeah. Oh, well, you've seen that video, right? That somebody made. They kind of seemed it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like it's Peter Parker walking down the street, and you know Matt Murdock, and they sort of brush against each other, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, we, we still have next year, and She-Hulk is still a thing. Jennifer Walters, who is the cousin of Bruce Banner, Hulk, mm-hmm. she is also a lawyer, and she she and Matt Murdock collide quite often in the comic books. So that right there. there there's just, there's so many seeds. Yeah, there's so many Already, seeds. whereas yeah. you're like, maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe. Jessica! Um, but I will say, <laughs> not to stray far, too far away yeah. from like Jessica Jones, but like the fact that we haven't seen anything, we said this last episode, we haven't seen anything from Spider-Man mm-hmm. at all is a telltale <laughs> sign that something <laughs> huge is happening. And now that we've said Spider-Man, 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 <laughs> at least like six times, the trailer's going to drop next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> same thing with, with Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. You haven't seen any anything. set photo. I even, I haven't seen any set no. photos Mm-mm. and I'm usually one that is always stumbling upon them. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, they did it all in, 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 in London, but they also did it in a soundstage. I'm Sound, sure. Yeah. That's, I think some parts in Atlanta, right. but it was also mostly, it was mostly in, in, yeah. in London. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> you just like, you, you don't know. So yeah. the next, I will say the next, yeah, the next, the next year mm-hmm. of, of Marvel movies mm-hmm. is going to be insane when, and then when it ends with Ant-Man mm-hmm. is going to be just all out chaos. Oh my gosh. So, I'm just like face palming now. I'm just like, yeah, oh my gosh, Quantumania now that is King right. King is like alive and yeah. well in the in like the universe, and yeah. then you're bringing the. And you're bringing well, you know what? What two a.m. thought I had? Oh, what? thanks to Kang, uh-huh. I was like, does this mean that there are other Thanoses? Oh yeah. Like, Not, have do you do you know about baby Thanos? Yes, I think <laughs> I think I think I saw that in like a, in a, there in a video. There's a baby Thanos. Yeah, I mean there was a Thanos cop there, somebody, so there there somebody, was. A, Punched him. So there was Somebody punched the baby. <laughs> I think it was Deadpool. <laughs> Probably. Oh my gosh. If they oh yeah, Deadpool dead too. <laughs> Deadpool is not like... It's too much. Yeah. Well, not too much. I, I mean, don't yean, mean that, that video, at all. But I mean, oh yeah, my before gosh. Before we yeah. end the... End the yeah, go, get too far away from the subject. But like, yeah, like <laughs> Deadpool with Korg. Yeah, I would have never thought I would see that. Never. Like Deadpool with an MCU character. Yeah. And it's freaking Taika Waititi's character. It's happening. So it's like, I was just like, okay, that, yeah. that's real. Ryan Reynolds must be See, having but like, like that, that right there. That's the kind of stuff. That's, I a, that's enough interest to be like, that was a four minute view. And now yeah. you're like, okay, like yeah. what's, what's MCU's Deadpool movie yeah. going to look like? Yeah. And it's going to be so ridiculous. And so great. And I think, and I, I hope he punches baby Thanos in the face. <laughs> it might be. It might what be if that. Dead, what if it's just Deadpool hopping different multiverses? Well, there is a title. Different. It's called Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. What if it's just that? What if exact? What if? What, what if? What if Deadpool's like? What if? What if Deadpool becomes friends with Spider-Man and is like, yo, I'm gonna hop different timelines, dude, and I'm just gonna like. Team Red, are you not familiar with Team Red? No, I'm not. Oh my god! 
But I know how close, like Team Red. I know how close Wade Deadpool. is in love with Peter Parker. Yeah. Well, not okay. even Peter Parker. He's in love with Spider Man. Yeah. Team Red is literally Deadpool, Daredevil, and Spider Man. And they're oh, like yeah. the homies trio. Oh, yeah. Trio. Yeah. Team I'd, Red. I'd pay good money just to see Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds just oh interact. God. Oh, my God. You never know. Yeah. I feel like Deadpool could also be that character that, like, even though he'll get he'll get his solo movie in MCU, yeah. But I also feel that if you paid Ryan Reynolds enough money to just do a two minute cameo, <laughs> he'd do it. He'd do it. Yeah, he would do it. And proposition, like, just, proposition and, properly. He would and do just it. like talk smack to anyone who's on screen and be like, "That's crazy! Like, I got paid one million to do this. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> type of thing. He's oh like, "All right, well, God. I'm gonna cash my check. I'm gonna go. I gotta yeah. go. I gotta go to oh Feige's office." Type stuff. Yikes. Yeah, so anything is possible, which is great. I love the, yeah. I love not knowing, even though I'll keep up with the stuff. Like, I love being like, they surprised me again. Yeah. No, yeah. that's, that's what makes it great. Yeah. Because you just, there are so many possibilities and so many presumptions and assumptions that can be made, mm-hmm. but nobody knows except for the people that are in that room. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Faye and, and has all the aces back. up his sleeve. Oh yeah, and Totally. He knows that no one. <laughs> he knows that no one knows. Amazing. So, so yeah. Tyler, thanks for listening, guys. Oh yeah, well, um, this was a fun one. Yeah, and and you know before I forget, props to our we are Groot salute Patreon patrons, um, Joe, Liz, Ed, Andrew, Robin, Claire, Melanie, Jenny. Thank you Ooh, for yeah. your contributions. Um, be sure to follow us on social at strk. C-N-T-R-S-T. Uh, if you like what you hear, you want to support the show for the nth time this episode, please become a Patreon patron. Um, and yeah, guess we'll see you. Oh, you know what? We don't have a set episode, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, and, and put it out there. I think the next episode okay. should be Black Panther. Let's do it. Ah, we're going to do it. Let's it's going to be it. tough, but we're going to do it. I know. It should, be a, should be a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see you in the next one. Thank you once again. Bye. Bye. Murdoch. I need to leave now. If you grab me like that again, I'll punch you so hard you see. <laughs>